Danny J. And I'm Jill Coleman. Welcome to the Best Life Podcast. Here, we talk about everything from success, money, relationships, and entrepreneurship to productivity, honest communication, positive psychology, and how to cultivate an abundance mindset. Make money, travel the world, deepen your relationships, live full out. This is the best life. So we're on, uh, actually, did you, were you in a sorority? Yeah. So I didn't even really know what a sorority was. Um, but later on, the only thing I heard about it was like, you pay basically my friends, my understanding of it was you pay for friends. So I didn't really, that was my experience actually. So I got, was in a sorority. I wasn't like, I was in the sorority that everyone who like typically wouldn't be in a sorority was in like, I was that one. You know what I mean? Like everything you think about a sorority, like everyone I was, the one I was in was typically for like non-sorority type people. Um, just big drinkers. (laughs) That was my story. (laughs) It was known for the drinking and that will come as no surprise. People listen to this. Uh, but it was, you go through rush, which is like where you kind of go through and like have these really sort of curated conversations with people in the sorority currently and you go through like this rush process and you meet a bunch of people and then they decide they like essentially pick you or not. And I guess you kind of pick them too, but that happened after Christmas, my freshman year. So you have your first semester and this is at Wake Forest. Your first semester is just like your dorm or whatever. And I remember not having any really good girlfriends. Like everyone on my hall was not like very similar to me. I started dating someone right away, kind of seriously. And then I had a lot of guy friends. And so I didn't spend any time in my hall. I didn't spend any time with my roommate. I think that was, you know, I think she would have rathered if, you know, had a friend, but I was kind of like, I'm out. Like I was staying out until like two or three in the morning. Uh, I was always staying in my boyfriend's room. And so when I came back from, I wasn't sure if I was going to join a sorority, but I remember just being like, I don't have any friends. Like I, the, the girls I have met are just not like me. And so for me, it literally was like, I need to find friends. And so, and it did like my best friends in college, we all met in the sorority and I had like these three best girlfriends that we all roomed together every year after that. And just very similar. So yeah, I mean, it is buying friends. I will verify on that. So interesting. I, I actually never knew what a sorority actually was. It's kind of like a mastermind today. Then you kind of apply, yep. talk to somebody, and then you want to be around friends and you pay. So interesting. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I didn't have the typical college experience. I graduated high school early. I started college in my last semester of high school and then I went to community and then my college was more of a commuter college. It was like 25,000 students. So Jeff is constantly talking about, oh, this is a person from undergrad. And I'm like, how did you know anyone in your college? I knew nobody, just the people in my classes. And even then none of us were tight. It was just, I drive to school, go to a couple of classes and drive home like 30 minutes away. So it was very different experience. Huh. Okay. Well, I mean, I think it is like a mastermind too. And I would even say that's valid. Like, honestly, like I'm not above buying friends. Like to me, Mm -hmm. you pay to play. Right. So for example, if you are interested in like, you know, learning something or learning from someone, you know, and you really connect with them, especially the way the internet is now, you can follow people who are very similar to you, not just smart people, but people who are similar to you in personality and values and, you know, sort of uh, social views, all that kind of stuff. And you should. And so if you're thinking about joining some sort of mentor, I've been, I'm sure you have too, I've been reached out to by people who are just like, Hey, I'd be interested in mentoring with you. Mm -hmm. And it's interesting because I don't, you know, I'm like, cool. I have business programs. (laughs) That's maybe you're talking about, but a, a mastermind or a mentorship is a place where you, the person who is running the mastermind attracts people like them. 
And so very, that's why in my, my own mastermind, a lot of the gals who are in it are very similar to each other because they all resonate with me. So yep. they become friends and they end up doing collaborations and doing podcasts and doing courses and doing things together outside of the mastermind because they're very similar. So to me, it's a very easy way to find people who are similar to you. Maybe you live in the middle of kind of like a small town in the middle of the States and you're going, no one around here is like this. No one's interested in entrepreneurship. No one's interested in doing something bigger. No one's interested in having maybe a, you know, sort of child-free lifestyle or whatever it is. And you can find people on the internet similar to you. And I think it's important, especially during pandemic to like, we do seek out that stuff. Totally, totally. No, I like it. I I don't know why that popped into my head just now because I was thinking about, well, we were going to talk about paying for followers and paying for likes and paying for popularity. And then it made me think of sororities and fraternities. And that's um, was my idea of it. But now that you explain it too, it sounds more like a mastermind than anything. Yeah, it kind of is. Everyone's kind of similar. But, but I do think, you know, that's to me, that is different. That's paying to be in a room. Yes. To be with similar people. It's not the same as buying social proof. <laughs> yeah. So we, we've talked a little bit about this before and we just come across things so often that, I don't know, we just like to talk about it more. <laughs> We, well, talk we, about it more. we were talking on the phone last night for like 90 minutes and we were just catching up on a bunch of stuff. And I was just like, we were just talking about, you know, some friends of ours and some people that we know in the space. And all of a sudden, like over literally overnight, they have as many followers as maybe Danny or I do, or maybe more. And we're going, that's strange. So like, and it's not that they're not great people, but we know we, I mean, Danny and I have been in this industry for 10 years. We know what it takes to build a strong organic following on social media. We've been doing it for 10 years. So when you see someone literally buying followers or paying for services that quote, you know, have real followers following you. And I understand why, if you just got on the scene, you know, last year or recently, and you have 500 followers, you're probably going, this doesn't look good, right? Like I, I want to be more successful. And you're looking at this big, mountain you have to climb to get to the point where, you know, if you want to grow organically, it's going to be a lot of years of, of growing. So I can understand why you're like, you know what, I just want to get to 10,000 followers, right? Then all of a sudden I get the swipe up and people start seeing me a different way. And social proof isn't benign. So if you, if you guys aren't familiar, social proof is essentially like, you know, the mantra is nothing attracts a crowd like a crowd. So if I'm driving down the street and there's a line around the block for some restaurant, you bet I'm going home and trying to get a reservation there, right? Mm -hmm. So it's the same thing online. If I go to someone's profile and they have 10,000, 20,000, 50,000, 100,000 followers, I'm going, wow, there's evidence here that this person is worth following. Maybe I should follow them. And by yep. doing so, they get more organic follows. So this is becoming more and more commonplace. If you have an Instagram account, I guarantee you at some point you have gotten a DM from someone saying you could buy a hundred followers for 10 cents, <laughs> you can buy yep. 10,000 followers for $10. Like this stuff, there are so many people with these services and there's a bunch of different ways of doing this. But now, and I was saying this to Danny last night, now it's not just buying followers. It's buying also views on videos and uh, likes on posts and comments, comments on posts even, right? So like you can literally just create a completely fabricated business. You don't even have to just stop at likes. I mean, you don't have to stop at followers. You can, from so from the average person who's trying to look in and going, you know, wow, this person looks like they bought followers. You and I can both go on a post and see that like the post has like five likes. And we're like, okay, this person definitely bought followers. If these yep. followers 
your reel, they have more likes, but now you can buy likes. Now you can buy views. Now you can buy comments. So it's a completely contrived. And I just have a major integrity issue with this. I think that's my biggest thing. And it's not that I feel like people need to suffer or like we suffered because I don't think we really did suffer, but like, it's almost like it's skipping steps and it's shortcutting people. And it's also just being fucking dishonest. And I think I have a big justice button around this where I'm like, I, especially because I work with a lot of people on YouTube who are like trying to do it the right way and are trying to like build real relationships. I think the good news is, is that you can fabricate numbers, but you can't fabricate dollars. And mm. so at the end of the day, even if you have a small following, but you have a really high trust with your audience, you can be making six figures with a small following. It's not unheard of, but you have yep. to do that. But it's a lot. I mean, I think the perception is, you know, just give me the numbers because it's shiny. So I'd be interested in your take on it. Yeah, it does feel unfair to, you know, we work with some people who are new and starting out. And what happens is if you're new and maybe you don't know the game there, you look out there and maybe somebody started when you did and you're like, wait a second, how do they have 20,000 followers? And we started at the same time and I only 1200 and you're not looking at the right things. Like what, what are they actually selling, doing? What is their bank account? But it does feel unfair. It does feel like they're skipping steps. I had somebody DM me the other day from Clubhouse and he goes, hey, what did you do? How'd you grow your audience so big? And I said, it only took 10 years <laughs> and it's not yep. even that big. I mean, honestly, it's not even that big right. in Instagram standards and it hasn't grown in like two and a half years since algorithms shifted. But I said, it only took 10 years. And I said, but honestly it did. I said, it started on MySpace and then it moved over to Facebook. And that was where my biggest audience grew. And then Instagram and then now Clubhouse is growing or TikTok, but every new place I've had to grow a new audience from scratch. And so it may not be the biggest um, that's out there, but it feels real. It feels like the people who followed me from one platform to another are still real people versus yep. buying. And that's, for me, it's also a test of how do I know how, how I'm doing if I don't have actual feedback? Mm -hmm. So how do I know if my posts are actually landing? How do I know if the conversations I'm having are really working for me? Whenever I figure out how to create a new program or what I'm going to sell, I use my audience feedback as like, the number one thing. If I'm not getting feedback on something, if I don't know if it is landing, then I'm not going to put it out there or build it or sell it. So if it's not real people, it's not helping me. Totally. So I, I understand the social proof part. And maybe you start to attract more people when they see like crowd attracts a crowd. But at the same time, you know, when I first did my find the money project stuff, I tested the idea on my Periscope audience and it it took off. And so I said, okay, this is something now I can make a course out of it. But if those were all fake followers or fake views or fake people, then I would be creating something that never sold. And that's just a waste of fucking time. Mm -hmm. No, it's so true. And it's like, that's why I always like go back to what is the metric that actually matters. And it's hard. Like I get it. If you're getting started, like I think it's easy for someone like Danny or I to talk because we do have an audience. And again, like Danny said, it's relatively like not huge, but it's easier for someone who has 40,000 followers to be like, well, I mean, like, you know, you don't know what it's like to just be getting started and feeling like you're talking to nobody. And I'm like, I do though, because mm -hmm. that was me in 2010, right? Mm -hmm. Like I remember I even went back to my early like Facebook posts in 2011 when I started my Jill Fit business page seven likes, four likes, yep. right? Three likes, tw 14 likes. That would, my post, and so like, yes, even, but at the time, and I don't know about you, Jane, but I don't remember being like only three, li like, I don't remember ever feeling that way. I just remember being like, okay, like on to the next one, right? I'm gonna, I'm gonna keep, and actually the movement maestro, um, our friend Shantae, 
posted something the other day. She's like, Hey, if you feel like you're having trouble with the algorithm, here's three tips. And she goes, keep posting. Number two, keep posting. Number three, keep posting. Cause I'm just like, what the fuck else is the alternative, right? Like yeah. you can lament the fact that you just got started and you missed out on the last 10 years, or you can just be like, cool, I'm starting now. And I would say that you probably even have, you know, you have advantages that Danny and I don't. Cause you know, we, we got kind of established ourselves on certain platforms years ago. And like, we're maybe st more stuck in those ways. Right. Whereas maybe you could, you're be more, a little bit more agile or you can take a little bit more risk or whatever, because you're not so established. So I think the buying followers thing and the buying likes and buying comments to me, it just really hits my justice button. And it really, um, it's a huge turnoff when I know people are doing that and I, I lose respect for the person. Imagine like, and you and I are both business coaches. Imagine going to a business coach and the first thing they tell you to do is buy followers. Mm -hmm. Like that to me is like the same as going to a personal trainer and the personal trainer being like, okay, we need to get these supplements. It's the exact same thing. It's a band-aid business. Or even worse, the personal trainer telling you to go get Lipo. Um, yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. Or like gastric <laughs> bypass surgery. It's the same yeah. thing. It's yeah. all or it's literally smokes and mirrors, right? It's literally just for perception. And, you know, I do know that there are plenty of business coaches that are like, all right, we need to get your numbers up. Here's the guy I use. Literally, this is the, like, here's the guy I use to help you get your numbers up. And it's all fine, except I don't think that this is being disclosed to the public. And so, you know what, today we're going to be a whistleblower. Yeah. <laughs> well, here's, here's a, here's a, it's being disclosed. a new one. I just learned that really shocked me was the blue check mark. Mm. So I got a DM from some guy with a blue check mark that was hitting on me or something. I posted it in my story because I get so many stupid DMs. And I was like, wait, is he trying to get me followers or get a date? And he had like eight pictures, about a million followers and a blue check mark and nothing in his bio. So I'm like, who is he that he could get this many followers and have a blue check and has nothing behind him? And yeah. And uh, I have a client who did a pay for pay for followers type of thing. And he's getting all these comments that I screenshot and sent to Jill last night. Every comment was by all of these people with a blue check mark. And the comments were like, awesome. Good job. Yep. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> It was yes, like great. And they're all blue check mark. And I was like, who are all these blue checks? So it makes it look like, wow, not only is he cool, but he's he's friends with important people because they all have blue check marks, which is another level of what the fuckedness to me. And I don't even understand now it's how do you get a fake blue check mark? I've applied for that so many times. And whenever I think about it once in a while, it's been years since I've applied, but I, I don't know how people are doing the fake blue check mark now and a completely fake, completely fake account with a completely fake everything. And supposedly that's to get verified. So I am just lost as to this strategy also. I know. And I, I think, you know, at the end of the day, if you want to use it as a strategy, fine. If you can like sleep at night, fine. However, I do think that as a business owner, especially if you're going to be coaching people in business, it's important that you're uh, transparent with this. To me, I can get on board a lot more with, you know, when I, I'm sure he wouldn't be upset with me talking about him because we've had this conversation and Jade's been open about it, but my ex-husband Jade, you know, we talk about business stuff here and there, and he's been very open about the fact that he is experimented with buying followers because he's just like, he's very much like us where it's like, cool, it's about your bottom line. Like, are we making money or are we not? And he's curious if when you buy followers, if these people could potentially be real leads 
Could they be real leads? Are they going to get on my email list? Are they going to potentially, you know, buy something at some point? So he's looking at it like an experiment for him. I don't think he gives a shit about popularity. I think for him, it really is just like, does this actually work as a business strategy? And he's been open about it publicly. Like if someone asked him, he's like, yeah, I bought followers because I want to see if this and this and this, but I think it's a disservice if you have done that and you're not at least willing to be honest about it if someone asks you, because people notice, you know, it's not that we're like, you know, checking everyone's profile, but like if you have, you know, 500 followers or 1100 followers, and all of a sudden you have 36,000 followers, I'm, I'm going to ask you what the fuck you're doing. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it is, it's a, a bigger conversation around integrity in business. You know that one of my biggest pet peeves in this space is that nothing is able to be tracked. And all you really have at the end of the day is your own sense of integrity and your own sense of um, transparency. And so, and not everyone has that same, there's no sort of, you know, guideline or no sort of rule book for how to do this. So at the end of the day, someone could literally put seven figure business owner in their bio and there's no way for us to check that. So it's one of those things where I think our end message is for the end user to be like, okay, like, let's look at this. And also just, are you getting value from this person's posts? You know, if regardless if they bought followers or didn't buy followers, are you getting value and follow based on that? And it's hard because we're so used to social proof being a thing that we land on someone's profile. I'm like, oh, I'm going to follow this person. They have a lot of followers, but check yourself and go like, cool. Like, let me try them out. Maybe let me follow. Let me try them out. Let's see if their future posts are things that I get value of. And then do not feel bad about unfollowing if you're not. And so I do like this sort of like merit-based follow, uh, but that takes a little bit of education on our part. Yeah, it's true. I've, I think I've definitely come across people's accounts and I've seen that they had a lot of followers and I've done that. I go, well, they do have a lot of people. They must have something good to say. So I'll follow them. And then their stuff just wasn't, wasn't for me. And so I did unfollow and later on, I may have found out they bought or not, but it didn't matter. It was more about, did the content resonate with me? Did I like what they were sharing? Was it adding to my life in any way? Mm-hmm. And if it wasn't, then I just did the yep. unfollow. But yep. I'm I'm with you on, especially if you're doing any kind of business coaching and, and even like, let's say you're trying to get on a podcast, you know, we get pitched all the time yep. by people who are, hey, I want to be on your podcast. I have this to share. It, I look at... <laughs> A lot of times we just, we pretty much automatically don't have anyone on the show unless we know who they are or they're local or they're cool or a friend. <laughs> but um, I still do look at the pitches and I'll go to the Instagram account and check it out. Yep. And I will tell you, if it looks like you bought a bunch of followers, and especially if you talk about business and you're trying to get on, I, there's yep. no, way. no way. I will make sure that it goes into a pile that we never talk to you. Yep. Like, it's just true. not not interested. Yep. Totally. Yep. And it definitely needs to be a good fit. And and to me, that's just, there's nothing grosser than that. I don't know. I, I think a lot of people don't, maybe don't share the same sort of like visceral detest that, that you and I do, but I do feel like having a platform like we do, like the podcast and like, you know, our, our social media platforms, it's my job. I feel like to, especially as a business coach to educate my clients because they get caught up in the numbers. I always say that the, the, the numbers are fucking with your head because it's so shiny. It's so easy. It's, and you're getting pitched constantly in your DM for like, it's so easy to spend $10 and get 10,000 followers. Like, why wouldn't you do that? And, you know, I do think there is, is something to the fact that your engagement can potentially tank even if you have more followers because people are picking up on that like the algorithm is picking up on the fact that like you might have bots following you so your engagement your organic engagement goes down as well so just you know 
I would say if someone says that this is a good idea, I would definitely just check your own sort of internal moral compass and decide if it's something you want to do. And if you do go ahead and own it, if someone asks you, I would try and be truthful about why you're doing it. And I think leaving it at that, and then as a, as a consumer, try to be, look under the surface, like Danny had mentioned. Yep. And what, yeah, one last thing that I think is interesting is you can buy nearly anything. I've recently also been pitched on how you can buy um, like podcast listens or something. I don't even know how that works. And I don't even know why you would do that because maybe for sponsors, not sure how that would work, but you can buy just about any kind of follower or social proof you want. So it's almost as if you can't really, tr- you can't seem to trust anything numbers. <laughs> well, um, you know what? You can trust Danny and I. Yeah. <laughs> the very first time I told this to Jill, the very first time I heard about somebody buying, it was on Twitter. It was like 2011. I've heard somebody, I found out that this girl in my space had bought Twitter followers. I was so shocked and so upset. I was almost wanting to cry because I didn't know that was a thing. And it was obviously new and now it's not new, but I was just going, because I think I worked so hard and I was on Twitter all the time and trying so hard to create that audience. And I just felt like, what a cheater. That's so unfair. And I don't have quite the feelings of that now. I'm just like, whatever, but it did shock me the very first time. And now it's amazing how many things you could buy wherever. So that is all right, gals. Well, be good consumers and let us know if you even like this content. I mean, I do feel like a little bit of whistleblower, but like if you guys like these conversations, if you're a little bit, you know, surprised and kind of shocked, like we were, um, you know, if you want to, to kind of get some more, I don't know, behind the scenes, or if this makes you feel better, like hopefully it does. I mean, I think sometimes we can use like social media, we just make ourselves feel so bad by looking at some of these accounts. And I want you to know that if you're scrolling and you are surprised how fast someone is growing or whatever, like there might be more to the story. So try not to take it personally. Try not to make it mean that like you're not doing something wrong or that you're bad. And then just ask yourself, like, who do you want to be at? At the end of the day, what do you want to put out there? And then what's the metric that you are paying attention to? To me, like I said, you can have a really small following and still be making a six-figure income online. It just, you need to get over the the straight up numbers aspect of it, the shiny stuff. Mm. That's all I got. Good stuff. Um, yeah. would love for y'all to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. And um, you could always hit us up in our DMs on Instagram at the Best Life Podcast for ideas, for our opinions on things. We love discussing topics that you bring to our attention. So anything that you think would be you would like our take on or you want us to talk about, we'd love to hear that from you because that helps us help you. Yeah. Love it. All, All right, right, guys. We'll see Bye. you soon. Bye. Bye. Bye.